on today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. An artist, and they were, they had a picture of themselves, I think it was like on a beach or something, and they were meticulously filtering that whole, that one picture for almost that entire flight. You're kidding me. I kid you not. And I thought, wait, this is, this is real. This is what somebody's doing because they're not pleased with, I don't know if it was. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. A Tribe Vibe is a twist on Ladies' Night, focusing on self-care for Black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams, get your cream by any means, and being with self-esteem, beauty supreme, and booty walk so mean, the way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens, dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka, redesign your spot and redefine your mantra, retwist your locks and realign your chakras, doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh, brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip, adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis, celestial body, drink your water, meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order, Tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog. Hello and welcome back to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Before we get started with our episode, let's go over a little bit of housekeeping. First and foremost, please smash that like button, comment, share, so we can get these algorithms up to let YouTube know that, hey, we're out here. But share it with at least two friends. That's all I ask. Also, anyone listening on the audio podcast, if you can please give me a review and as well share the audio podcast with at least two of your friends. And most importantly, join the private Facebook group. I love to get to know you all on uh, peel back some more layers and get to know all my listeners. All right, let's get right into it. Tonight, we are talking about how to live your fullest life. 
and I have a professional that's going to come on and he's going to get our lives all the way together. All right, Jason, are you ready? He said yes. How are you, hey, sir? Hey, Ursula. Good, good. I'm, I'm making sure I share it on my platforms too. Oh, good deal. So while you do that, I'm going to yeah. let everyone know. Oh, you got it already. I got it. I got it. You are, you know, and that's why you're the professional. Yeah. <laughs> How was your day today? It was good. It's been a long day, but it's been a great one. I've been looking forward to our conversation. So this is a great way for me to end my evening. You know, I feel the same way. I've been in meetings literally since nine o'clock this morning and mm -hmm. I'm ready to just Shut it down. But this is a good way to end my day. Definitely. Yeah. So, okay. Anyone listening, if this is a replay, make sure and type replay. Also, let me know where you are tuning in from. Drop your city and stay in the comment section. All right, Jason, before we get started, we're going to do some quick icebreakers. How about that? Let's do it. All right. One has to go. You let okay. me know. And that's not it. Hold on. Here we go. I was going to say which. Oh, it's easy. <laughs> easy uh, bacon. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't eat pork. So that's the easy one. Okay. I don't eat pork either. So anyone listening on the one must go list is sushi, nachos, McDonald's fries, and bacon. All right. I'm going to show the next one. And if you can read what your options are. Okay, uh, donuts, ice cream, popcorn, or potato chips. Mm. <laughs> Looking at this picture, I'm going to say donuts can go. Donuts can go. What? Yeah. What? I know. It was between donuts and potato chips, but. What? Not the popcorn. <laughs> oh, no. I, I love my skinny pop, so. Oh, okay. Last, well, almost last one. One must go. So we got cookies, cereal. What's this at the bottom? Uh, Those look like chips also. Chips and that bottom right, that bottom right. Oh, well, you know what? I don't eat cereal. Cereal can go. Okay. Well, that was easy. That was easy. It was real easy. And anyone listening, you can play along as well. All right. This is the last one. Okay. Now, I want you to think real hard before you answer this so we can have a great show. <laughs> <laughs> this and is gonna can, be another easy one it's it's tough but um, can you read the options oh i'm sorry yep so we got denzel denzel washington morgan freeman sam jackson eddie murphy will smith and lawrence fishburne this was a tough one uh, i'm going with morgan i'm not <laughs> mad at it who are you going with? Uh, it, uh, between Lawrence and Will. Oh, yeah. Lawrence was second, but uh, yeah. All his work. That's Fresh Prince. And I then, like Will. I mean, I like Lawrence is Boys in the Hood. You got to keep Boys in the Hood. This is true. This is true. It was a tough one, but yeah, yeah. So Clark got to go. One got to go. But you're here. That's I like that. that. I like that game. <laughs> okay. So in the comments, we have 
bacon's gotta go, popcorn must go, and Eddie Eddie Murphy. No, no, uh-uh. Eddie gotta stay. Oh, and I know who that is too. I'm gonna have to delete her from my friends list <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> we, we need we need coming to America life. Harlem oh, Nights, but you know, that's one of my favorites. So absolutely Eddie gotta stay for me. <laughs> I love Eddie Murphy. Yeah. All right, let's get right into it since we both had a long day. So today's topic is 12 ways to live your fullest life. And okay. the reason why I changed the title just a little to the from 12 ways to live your best life or the best life, I put your, because I found, and this is doing some self-reflection that mm -hmm. I, I have tended to pour myself into others and making them full as opposed to myself. Mm. Yep, yep. I can agree. I can attest to that. So we, yeah. we give so much to everybody else and not necessarily us. Yeah. Exactly. And, I, you know, feeling so depleted and we wonder why. But mm -hmm. we are literally pouring from an empty cup. Yeah. So yep. there is no fulfillment whatsoever mm -mm. at all. And I, I feel that from my own experience, I've been in jobs, careers where I absolutely hated my job, like absolutely hated it. Mm -hmm. And there was no fulfillment because then I wasn't fulfilled when I got home. And then I saw the statistic where we spend a lot of time at work. Tell them how much, right? I, Do you, I mean, it's more, it's more than, I know it's more, we spend more than half the time at work. Like think about it the, between the commute and then the eight or nine hours. Sometimes people putting in more that you spend at work. That's your whole day. And then you only spend a couple of hours at home with yourself and your family. So exactly. Yeah. I'm going to put up this last graphic. This blew my mind. And it talks about wow. the time we spend at work. It's often said we spend more time with our colleagues than anyone else. Just like you said, Jason, yep. but anyone else, but exactly how long do we spend clocked in? And these figures below are based on a 35 hour work week and an average of 253 working days a year and an average retirement age of 64. You want to read the stats? Yeah, so that's 9.4 years at work, 3,420 days, and 82,068 hours at work over our lifetime. Nine, nine years, that's almost a decade of our lives that is spent just in the office or wherever your workplace may be. What are your thoughts on that? You better work somewhere where you love and do something that you absolutely love. Because as you mentioned earlier, when you're in a place that is not fulfilling for you, Oof. it impacts every single part of your life from your relationships to your finances to your mental health and wellness. I mean, there's not a part of our life that's not touched when we're not fulfilled at work. How does it affect our finances? Because think about it in this respect. You won't, you, even if you're making good money, but if you don't like what you do, you may not promote as fast. 
you may not make those relationships that you need to make. You're not going to network because people can feel your energy. So if I know you're there just for a paycheck, I don't really want Ursula on my team. Right. If I know Ursula's only doing this because she wants that check on the 1st and 15th or every other Friday. So now when I'm thinking about who can take over, who's my replacement or who can we send on these uh, you know, global trips, it's not going to be you. Because your energy is not where it needs to be. <laughs> this is facts. Yeah. At one point, I could not stand any of my coworkers. I passed up on a trip to Hawaii. You, you see what I'm saying? So even if they don't pass you up, you will pass it up and say, you know what? I just can't. I just cannot do this with y'all. That's a lot. That's a lot. And can you imagine people who have been at jobs or careers until well from college until they retire that is right. jail that is an internal jail and i i get it i understand and i i understand too we have to pay our bills we have to take care of our families and whatnot but we have to also think about what can we do differently so that we can enjoy waking up and enjoy going into the office or doing the work that we do because when you're passionate about it like like me coming on this show today mm-hmm. I, I was ready for it. Right. I've been looking forward to it. I had it on my calendar and all of that. So when I show up, it doesn't matter what type of day I had. I'm I'm still happy to be here with you. And I'm not thinking about the other stuff. But when we show up in places where we are forced to show up, then it's like, okay, we dragging. We drag. We, we taking the two-hour lunches. We're not that productive. <laughs> so essentially, it starts to impact our performance and people catch on to it. You can only put that facade on for so long before it be, uh, before it becomes revealed. This this is very true. A couple of podcasts ago, one of the listeners said her sister was not a smoker, but she took a smoke break just so <laughs> she could get out of the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do that. We do that. It's something else. So that's why it's important if we cannot leave our careers our jobs to find Mm -hmm. some kind of way to have hey gunter to have some kind of way to live a fuller life yes yeah yeah and i saw your article and i said oh it just (laughs) fell right on my lap i said this is perfect 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 so um i am going to read just a few sentences from this article and it starts out by asking, thank you. If uh, you feel like you're lacking a life purpose or um, if you feel like you're in a rut and you want to start to find out more fulfillment, then you should read this. And we've all, I found this so cute. We've all heard that we should live our life to the fullest, but how do you do that? Mm -hmm. And then I started reflecting that there are songs, there's poems, but how do we really do it that's authentic to ourselves? And it says, especially when some days feel like your to-do list is a mile long and you cannot get out of the hamster wheel long enough to look around and enjoy. Even if you start fun projects, it can feel impossible to finish them. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it hit a nerve. As I'm looking at it right now across the room. <laughs> 
and countless jigsaw puzzles that are half done or new hobbies that hit one too Mm -hmm. that have been started and ignored and if you think about it these things can add enjoyment but do they really speak to your soul that's what got me right there and living a full life is all about connecting to your deep down self when i say that hit my soul yeah that was beautiful right there it it is i mean think about the reason you started your podcast the reason you started this platform mm-hmm. this was i imagine it was connected to your passion and connected to yourself it indeed it was it it came from uh, healing because i was no longer um or I was working at the time, working on speaking my truth unapologetically, and I'm still working on it, but it was refreshing to take the mask off or at least peek behind it from behind it. And, oh, I'm still alive. Well, let me talk about some more topics. Let me, and I'll sprinkle a little more. And it was a passion of mine because going to therapy was a Mm -hmm. life changer. It was a game changer. And I wanted to share that passion with everyone else. So you're right. Yeah. There's so much that we can unpack in therapy that we don't realize until we've been in therapy, especially when you stay in therapy too. Yes. And I'm on a maintenance program. So I I have two group therapies I go to. Yeah, even though I've been discharged, but I I love it. You know, it's I learn something about myself all the time. How do you feel with your um your clients when you when you see that they get that aha moment? Oh my gosh, it's it's so it's so fun for me and so fulfilling. But for them to see that that breakthrough, that shift, like for instance, I had a um a black man today, and this was our first session, Mm -hmm. but it he said, man. You are the first. He, like when he saw I was a black man, he's like, you know, I, I don't think I've ever had a black male therapist. Ooh. So he said, we already, we can connect. I, I feel like I already know you. Or I don't have to explain certain things because of who you are. Exactly. And exactly. just to hear that before we even started doing any work, it just made me happy to be in the space and to be a vessel. Oh, that's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. So let's get into your article about 12 ways to live your fullest life. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. So this first one, I, I, I really liked, and it talks about listening to your inner being. Yes. Mm -hmm. We, We have to listen to ourselves. Because if you think about it, Ursula, we've been told from birth almost what to do, what to wear, how to dress, how to speak, what to study, where you're going to live, all of these things. And at times, if we want to please our parents or whoever our caregivers are, we may silence who we really are because we don't want to let them down. So our own inner voice that we hear all of the time it becomes very quiet. Oh, so now Ooh. when you're making these big life decisions, you're not making it all the time from your point of view, your value system. You're thinking about, okay, what's mama going to say? Or what's dad going to say? Right. This is what they wanted me to do. They wanted me to go on and be a, 
a doctor or, you know, they wanted me to take over the business. But that does not equate to us listening to our inner being. So mm. it's so important that we do that. And we can still honor our, our parents and caregivers too at the same time. Well, how could you, how, how does that look with honoring them at the same time? So for instance, let's say your parents want you to become a lawyer and you decide you're going to be a, a doctor or a teacher mm-hmm. and you still, you know, you become the best doctor or teacher, whatever you want to be. And in that same realm, you say, Hey mom, dad, I understand you all wanted me to go down this path and I respect you for doing that. And I'm honoring you guys by still following what I wanted to do and just being the best at it. So now when I show up in this space, I'll still, I'll pay you all respects and maybe you, you take them along on that journey, but you have to have that conversation with them and let them know that you're living your life for you. Oh, that's some good stuff. Um, I hear boundaries when you talk. You know, you know it, you know it, because you know what can happen, right? We will we'll do what they wanted us to do, and sometimes it's it's in alignment. It's the same thing, but sometimes it's not. Mm. Our parents sometimes some of us had controlling parents. I was getting ready to say that with the control part, and I believe that that doesn't give a child any kind of autonomy whatsoever, no. and that is a birth of people pleasing. Yep. And you know what happens when we, we make everybody else happy. And then when something the, the problem with that is when something goes wrong, we can't fault them because they're saying, well, hey, you made the decision. But it's like, no, I was looking for you. I was trying to do this for you. Whoa, that's some deep stuff right there. I never mm-hmm. thought about it like that. Yeah. Wow. Mm. All right, let's get to the next one. All right, understanding your power of authenticity. Yes, being real. Being real because it is draining to not be you. Like we can do it for a short period of time, but over long periods of time, it becomes so exhausting. It, indeed, it does. It, it becomes it does. just too. I mean, I love so I, I had a couple years ago, I used I had locks myself. Did you really? I did. I had them for about almost three years. Yeah, I so they see got that too. They got kind of long too, right? And it, <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. And I remember at first I was really nervous about because I was in a, a leadership. I was in management at the time, and I thought, man, how are my peers gonna uh, perceive me? And I'm I'm the only black male. I'm the youngest person at the table, mm. and I, I don't I can't really identify with them in certain areas. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, you know, after a while, I said, man, look, dude, you just got to be you. Because, you know, the thing with locks is you can't twist it all the time. So it looks all, you know, super neat because you can't keep putting on it, wearing tear on your hair. Exactly. So for me, that was a huge confidence boost because I was able to embrace who I was and not put so much emphasis on what other people thought about me. And that wow. was really stepping into my own authenticity it was tough yeah i understand you know i wore a wig for the first year of starting my locks because i was scared i no i was scared Mm -hmm. how to show up and fitting putting myself in a box yeah yeah 
and you're right. That day when <laughs> it looked like a movie. <laughs> so you just well, you just came into work one day and said, "Oh, yeah." They were, they were like, "Oh, Ursula, this is a different side of you." Yes, that yeah. It, I did it twice when I had my afro. Oh yeah, and that was really something for me with the afro and then the locks, and it it felt very empowering for sure. Oh yeah, and people people start to like they they respect you for it. You're not you're not necessarily looking for uh, approval, but it's about the respect and you being you. Right, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one was very triggering for me. Number three, getting oh. rid of the supposed tooth. Because we're supposed to be perfect. We're supposed to know it all. <sighs> We're supposed to have it all together. And what what happens with those supposed to? It brings on anxiety. It brings on stress. It brings on the, I have to have it, you know, all in line. There's no room for error. And the more we try to be perfect, the the less wiggle room we give ourselves. And we're all human. Mm. And it's okay to make mistakes. Actually, we need to make mistakes. Why do you say that? Because we learn from the mistakes. Yeah. I remember when I first started showing up on social media, I didn't know what I was doing. Still really don't know what I'm doing. But I recorded a video and I was so nervous. I didn't realize it, but I didn't blink on the video. (laughs) (laughs) So my homeboy, he's a comedian. He said, man, he commented. He said, man, what they did, they cloned you? So that that was supposed to happen because it let me know one people are watching and then let me know that I'm showing up nervous. I didn't know that, but it also, it gave me the, the motivation to come back the next day and the next day and the next day. So after that, I always just reflect on, it's a very funny story and it's just real. So I'm glad I have all of the mistakes that, that, that happened. That's some good stuff. And that's growth. And compared Mm -hmm. to your Instagram now, I could not even imagine you not blinking. And I'm going to drop your Instagram in the chat as well. And I want everybody to check it out. He is very entertaining, yet informative (laughs) Instagram. I mean, you get it hit right to the point. (laughs) But I had to to grow from that. Absolutely. Uh, I love what you said about the anxiety of the supposed to's. Um, I can think of just from myself and friends out of all these years and, oh, well, we hit 20. We, sh- we should have done this. Oh, we're 30 now. We should have done that. Yeah, and the anxiety yeah. would just compound on top of each other and not being present on what we have accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we negate. I was talking to a friend of mine. We just had our um, 20-year high school reunion a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. So it was fun, you know, really good fun, just laughing, enjoying ourselves, dancing, you know, partying, all of that. Right. But somebody told me, they said, I almost didn't go because I felt like I wasn't where I'm supposed to be in life. I don't have this. I don't have that. But when we start talking more, they have a whole lot of great stuff going on. Mm, Great stuff. But because you don't have this or that, or this happened to you, you weren't going to show up. So that's the anxiety. You're worried about what are people going to think about me 
because of I'm in this position or I'm in. Mm. And I think that we have to really get rid of those supposed to's, as it says, and think about embracing where are we right now? Let's start embracing. I love that. Yeah. How do you think social media plays a part in the supposed to's? Oh, it's the biggest part. Thank you for bringing that up. The biggest part. Because I wouldn't know what John is doing or Jackie's doing or Brandy uh, if there wasn't for social media. I wouldn't know that to even compare it to. I would just know when I, uh, you know, showed up. Right. So so now we're already in our mind thinking, oh, my God, what is this going to look like? Because you've been looking at everybody else and the moves they're making and the families and all of this. And that's what puts, I think, more pressure on us to say, well, I don't have this, that, and this. Whereas before we didn't, you know, we didn't have social media 20 years ago, not to this capacity. Not at all. Not at yeah, all. Not at all. 20 years ago. So we couldn't, I mean, we could hearsay, but that's when a reunion was a reunion, right? I think about family reunions. You would show up and then you catch up. Hey, what's going on? Now, some people say, I don't even go because I feel like I already see everything. Ah, mm-hmm. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. So social media can really fool us because think about it. If I'm posting something, I want you to see it, Ursula. Right. So that's not, I'm not showing you, you know, the, the days where I'm waking up, I'm ashy. Right. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not showing you the days where I, I really just say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm going to show you my, I'm showing you my very best. That's what social media a lot of times does. And, and we filter so much on there. But go ahead. We, I know there's a lot more you got to get to. Yeah, no, but I agree with the filter because there's literally the the true filter we put on the phone yeah. and then the filter that we have from within that we want people to see. I'll say one last thing about the filter. And this yeah. is going back to the supposed to. I was on a flight, like a four-hour flight, and I had, you know, went to the restroom when I'm coming back to the, to my seat and I could see the person next to me and they were on their phone. Not like I was staring, but I could see they were on their phone, almost like they were an artist and they were, they had a picture of themselves. I think it was like on a beach or something. And they were meticulously filtering that whole, that one picture for almost that entire flight. You're kidding me. I kid you not. And I thought, wait, this is. This is real. This is what somebody's doing because they're not pleased with, I don't know if it was curves or right. you know shapes or complexion, whatever, but to spend that much detail on that picture before you show it to the rest of the world. You know, that's a lot of filters. That's a lot. That is a lot. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. All for the likes. All for the likes. And hopefully she she got likes that she wanted because she spent so much time trying to c- contour this this picture. You know, I read somewhere where every time you see a like, whenever you post, it's a dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get that little hit of dopamine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, Laquita. She said, hey, everyone, I'm babysitting and finally have a chance to chat. Uh, 
This is why I'm regularly taking away my kids' devices. Social media has them thinking they're supposed to. Yes. Yes, sir. That's powerful right there. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's get to the next one because I could talk to you all night. I know. Discover helpful techniques. Yes. Now, with that, I wasn't sure what that was, but I'm glad because it was a learning lesson because you talked about the three A's, the awareness, accountability, and action. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That So when we want to change or mm-hmm. when we decide, hey, I want to seek help, I always like to work with my clients on first, before we start to try to do a whole bunch of stuff, I just want to get more or help you get gain more clarity about where you're at. And that's where the awareness is. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we say, I, I, I'm not happy or I'm frustrated or I want to change this. I want a new relationship, one new job, career, whatever. But let's get more awareness about your your current situation before we just start moving pieces around. Is it like putting the cart before the horse? Yes. Yes. That's a good way okay. of putting it. Because the more we are aware, now we can hone in on exactly where and what do we need to change. Mm. Secondly, the accountability piece. This is where we look within because a lot of times we like to blame other people for our situation. Not everybody's a fan of accountability. I feel seen right now. (laughs) Not everybody's a fan of accountability, but it's important. We got to have it. And when we are accountable, then now we are empowering ourselves to make the change. Mm. So first we have awareness, second we have accountability, and then third we take action because now we know what's what our situation is. Secondly, we're not blaming anybody else. We're saying, "Hey, I can do this. I can change this." So the action becomes easier. Ninety percent of the work is already done because now we have awareness of the problem and we're taking accountability for it. So that ten percent where we're putting into action is it's just executed. Do you feel that? people have a harder time with the accountability part more than the action or the awareness. I think so. The accountability piece, it depends it, in well, certain situations. Can be delusional too, right? In certain situations, particularly when it comes to relationships and not just romantic, but maybe friendships where we're having the same experience over and over and over and over. Right, so I'm right. saying, okay, if, if this is happening to you, it happened to you with him. It happened to you with her. It happened to you with this person. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the common denominator in this scenario? Mm-hmm. So that's what we have to look within and take the accountability. You know, uh, at a past job I had, it was toxic as hell. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. I, even though my boss was extremely toxic and it, the, micro and macro aggressions, mm-hmm. I still did not. That's where my, my I guess the awareness part I knew it was toxic and I put all the accountability on her because I did not take my own responsibility on speaking up for myself and I didn't hold any boundaries for myself and just let her just do and say whatever she wanted professional boundaries are tough Mm. But it can keep us in spaces a little bit longer where we don't make a, an impulsive move. So sometimes we feel like we're fed up. I can't do this anymore. 
Right. But if you could set some key boundaries in that situation, you may be able to stay there longer so you can make more of a calculated decision as opposed to a, you know what? Hey, I ain't coming in today or tomorrow or the next day. And then you feel like, man, that was cool in the moment, but now you're like, okay, what am I going to do now? So setting those boundaries can be really good. Story time. I'm going to make this really quick. This was a, let me preface this. This was a long, like decades ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This boss was horrible. Oh my God. The worst. (laughs) And I said, you know what? I'm done with this. And I went to lunch. And never came back. (laughs) (laughs) But in retrospect, that was the worst thing to do. But I'm piggybacking on what you said. There were no boundaries. So it was more of a survival survival tactic, which was not smart at all. Yeah, you just get to that point. You're like, I'm out. I'm, I can't do this no more. Right. And that wasn't the words I used, but you, you can fill <laughs> in the blame. <laughs> I love this one. Visualize your future self. This one made my soul vibrate a lot. Yeah. I loved it. It's so important because when you can see it, then you can actually reach for it. Yes. And that is, that's tough. Yeah, right. But you got to see it. See yourself in that position. See yourself in that relationship. See yourself taking better care of yourself and be very specific with what you want to see, what you Mm. want to happen. I know, you know, vision boards are a part of your life. And when you see it there and you visualize yourself actually living it out, it does something to us. It does something to us. It does. I will tell you this. Do you know in 28, no, 2019, mm-hmm. I have a, I call it a man- manifestation box. Yep. And I'll take a little piece of paper and I'll write down what I want, what I can truly see myself doing and making it happen. And I put down a job title. It was totally mm-hmm. different from the career I was in. And do you know, I was offered a job three years later. And I just got my welcome packet yesterday. Listen, listen, congratulations. You get it. Yeah, I get it. It works. That's manifestation uh, at its finest because you had to profess it. You put that out there and you believed it. I did. I did. And um, it, it was a beautiful thing, but I'm here when that's why it really resonated when I saw number five, the visualize yeah. your future self. And I feel sometimes we spend so much time ruminating and I get it on the mm-hmm. negative aspects, but that, that was beautiful. Define your core values. You got to, you have to know what you value because you want your values and your behavior to be in alignment with each other. Cause when mm. you're, when your value, when you say you value, health but you'd never go to the doctor or you value uh your higher power but you're never spending any time in prayer or worship Mm -hmm. then it doesn't sit right because if you don't know what you value or if you're saying you value one thing then it's totally uh, a different thing when you're living life a different way So what would you suggest to someone who 
cannot define or wants to define their core value? What's something that they could do? Sit with it. We can journal about it. And also know that. that you value, your values are your values. So meaning if you value creativity, if you value love, if you value freedom, financial security, health, it's whatever that you want to value. That's why it's your core values. I, at times we feel like if I, oh, if my values don't line up with, with this, this and that, then it's something wrong with that. But your values are yours. And there's exercises that I do with my clients or you can mm. use, also do Google searches on just values to kind of jog what values look like if you're not sure. Mm-hmm. But when you do that, I like to say, get your top 10, mm. then narrow it down to five, and then pick your three. So at least we can start somewhere because values can, the list can get real long. Ah, I like that. The 10, five, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's some good stuff. And I love what you said about the journaling. Oh, yeah, because we have to, like, it, it's not a, a, what are your core values? I mean, not everybody just walks around being able to know off the, you know, off right off the bat what they are. We may right. have to sit with that for a minute. Mm. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like you will become a lot more connected to self doing that? Yeah, because now you can say, okay, I value this. I'm saying I value this. And now my actions are lining up with that. So, like okay, real quick, I'll say for me, I value health, right, and and mental health and physical health. So it's hard for me to value mental health and not go to therapy, not go to the doctor, not mm. take care of what I'm putting in my body, all of those things. And when I started to really hone in on it, it was like okay, I, I, you feel better because you're living your truth. Mm, I love that the truth part. What are your thoughts on when a person becomes closer to their authentic self and or core values and they start to lose people? Well, you just, you don't necessarily, you lose some people, but you make room for the people that's supposed to be there. Mm. So like I see your, your flower behind you. At some point you have to repot in order to grow. Nice. But along the way, you lose a couple of leaves. And then we, if you don't repot, you know, the roots start to grow all crazy. It's, it, problems happen. Right. So if you find that you're losing people, that's just you really kind of your roots saying, hey, we need more room. It's, it's, yeah. We growing too that. big for where we're at right now. I love that. That's going to be a soundbite right there. Yeah, that's, that's some good stuff right there. All right. Let beliefs lead to passions. This also made my soul vibrate. Yes. Yeah. And that's just you. I mean, you, you, you're a living testament of that. Like this is your passion and you, your beliefs, you're practicing it right now. So when you live that way, you come with a lot of energy. And I, I believe when you're doing that, life just looks and feels better for you ah yes and in your article if i may read you said which was so good (laughs) when we do things we're passionate about we can wake up that was what got me right there we can wake up looking forward to the day yeah yeah the gifts (laughs) have blossomed into some incredibly beautiful opportunities and leaning into a hobby and passion has brought so much unexpected joy and fulfillment 
that's <laughs> that's some good stuff right there. Good Thank stuff. Yeah. Help someone. Yes. Number eight. It, you know, because right now I think there's such an emphasis on self, self-care, self-love. But at the end of the day, we're still social people and we still want to be of service to other people too. So don't think that you can only, you know, everything has to be self-centered and just all about you. No, yeah. still pour into people, still pour into, still love on people, still be a good friend, be a good partner, be a good child, all of those things. Right. Uh, and ask people, what do they need? But just be conscious of your own needs too. Exactly. And again, I hear the word boundaries in my mm-hmm. head. Yeah, don't give everything to everybody else, and then you can't even help yourself. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, you can still help other people. Absolutely. Both can be true. Both can be true. So, what are what are your thoughts on um, benefits of volunteering? Oh, I, I've loved volunteering. Yeah, I love. I mean, the spaces that I've carved out in my career, even from college days, happened because I volunteered. Whether it was through psychology club, big big brother, uh, big sister. Yeah. Uh, you know, volunteering is a way of life for me. Mm, that sounds so yeah. fulfilling. Yeah. Well, it's necessary. People Why? need help. People, people need help and not everybody has the resources to afford what they need. And then some of the help doesn't need to be paid for. It needs to be just genuine. Yeah. Yes. And people can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can tell. Number nine, strengthen your inner circle. Does that go yeah. back to the the weeds and making room? Yeah, and also Ish. just making sure that kind of people who are close to you have to be solid. Especially the older that we are, we don't have room, so our time becomes more and more precious. So you don't have time to do the. I remember when conversations with everybody. So everything that you talk about was five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, because Mm. those people are stuck in 2000 or, you know, 2005, 2010, which is fine to reminisce, but you want to keep people around you who are going to hold you accountable, who are growing with you. I love that. And, And what that means is you have to identify who are these people. Because if you're the the only person who's pulling everybody up, at some point you're gonna get tired of pulling them, because you may need to be pulled on one of those days. Mm-hmm. And if they're so used to you pulling them, they won't even know how to pull you. That's mm-hmm. gonna be foreign to them. So when you have that type of inner circle, if you're always the strongest in every single area, it may be kind of weak. Do you think some people tend to want to be that go-to? Is that their ego? I think that's sometimes that's their ego and sometimes that's their trauma because they feel safe with these people. They know these people. They know what to expect with these people. And Mm. to step outside, it can be daunting because we have to trust somebody else. We have to get to know someone else. Then we feel like, well, am I letting these people down? No, you're taking care of yourself and you're learning to step outside of your circle or bring other people in. 
Mm. You're only I, as strong as what, what do they say? You're only as strong as the weakest, weakest link. link, right? Yeah. Uh, I think a telltale sign is when you hear people say, "I don't need any more friends, no new friends." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I get it, right? I, I understand it, but you want to guard your circle, but be open. Be open to building new wonderful circles too, new strong circles. That's the key right there, strong. Mm -hmm. I love meeting new people, making new friends. Um, yeah. My picker is better now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if we, let me give you an example. So where I'm from, up north, I remember when I went home, everything looked the same on the street, even the same. The houses were the same colors from 20 years ago. It was yeah. just faded. And it was so depressing. Yeah. So depressing. And I was so grateful that I found something within myself and other people who moved out of the neighborhood to experience mm -hmm. uh, life with a different set of eyes listening with a different set of ears having different conversations having different conversations absolutely absolutely yeah. and at my work event a couple weeks ago this uh older sister drove up we were giving away backpacks mm -hmm. she lived five, 10 minutes away and she said she's never been outside of her zip code and she was in wow. her 70s Outside of her zip code, her and, zip and you know code. what? And that's that's the truth for so many people. Yeah, yeah. it's something else. I'd like to read a comment. Uh, boundaries are the resounding theme I needed to hear. I'm always giving more than I receive because of weak boundaries. Mm -hmm. That's real. Yeah, that's yeah. real. Thank you so much for sharing that. Lakita. All right, we're winding down. We're going to go mm -hmm. a little faster. We can stay on track with time. Yes. I love this. I want definitely a lot more clarity on the seek peace, not happiness. Yeah, I, I, I'll be quick with this, but we can't always be happy. We can't always be happy. So when we seek out peace, that means that there's sometimes where we just have to sit with our feelings and that's okay. Mm. As opposed to what can I do to make me happy? Where can I go to make me happy? Sometimes we need to look within mm. to find the peace and slow things down and not constantly be looking for that state of happiness. Right. The the grind harder, mm -hmm. uh, over shopping, over eating, over spending, over yeah. sexing, over drinking, over smoking, <laughs> overly giving. Over everything. Over it. And then you're <laughs> over it. Oversleeping, all of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. It it yeah. it tends to um, it piles up. It'll burn you out. It, it sure will. Ooh, triggered. Feel <laughs> all the feelings. All of them. And feelings does not mean you know. We ask somebody how they're doing. Oh, I'm good. I'm okay. Let's get more specific with those feelings. Mm. You know. I know that some of the core feelings we think about angry, sad, happiness, but sometimes it's disappointed, overwhelmed, uh, doubt. There, there's so many feelings that we can have or feeling doubtful, feeling vul all, vulnerable. 
feeling anxious. Why do you feel that we as a people are so disconnected from our feelings? Because we weren't taught. Yeah. I'm going to say this from a larger level. When I pull out that feelings chart, the feelings wheel, I go through with our clients. They're like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, yeah, what, right, what's that? Because we think about 10 feelings when they have like hundreds of feelings that we could identify. And mm. I love working on that. I remember one gentleman I worked with, he had it kind of posted behind his, uh, in his office mm-hmm. because he really loved that exercise so much because now he had words for what he was feeling. He didn't have to guess. He didn't have to know, say, I feel some sort of way. Well, you know what? Let me look and see what sort of way is it. <laughs> and he had a hundred words to choose from. Right. And <laughs> I think a lot of people, their go-to would be anger. Mm-hmm. When there's an underlying of okay, maybe I feel resentment or embarrassed. Yeah, anger, sad, rejected. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. Mm. And last but not least. Hold no regrets. Do what you want. Do what you want. Do, you know, within reason, but live your life because you don't ever want to think, oh, man, I wish I would have done this. Mm. I wish I could have done this. When I was talking to you earlier about the friend who um, was considering not coming to our reunion. Right. Because of, you know, certain things and things that weren't in place in their life. They said they had guidance from somebody and they said well go because if you do go and you don't like it at least you can say i didn't well i wish i didn't go mm-hmm. but if you don't go and then you think hey, i wish i would have went you can't take that back so do what you want to do follow your passion follow your dream live out your truth because at the end of the day that's all you're going to have oh is your truth it's your truth and what you've done that you wanted to do without regret. Sometimes we regret certain things that we didn't do. And I find that a lot when I'm working with people, you know, 30s, 40s, and 50s, where it's like, man, I wish I would have done this earlier. But just do it now. Go ahead, knock it out. Yeah, that, that can keep us in a loop, almost mm-hmm. as if it's an emotional speed bump. Yeah. You just can't get over it. You just cannot. And then next thing you know, you're 90 years old. And you're like, what the hell did I just do? If we make it to 90. If we make it to 90, I mean, exactly. just being honest, like I had a, a conversation with my brother yesterday. We were talking about cars. And he always said this. He said, man, I'm going to say this. Get, get what you want. Get what you want. <laughs> you only live one. And I, but I love him for that because it is true. You don't want buyer's remorse. Oh, so think about when it comes to your life. You don't want to have a live a life that you like, man. I wish I could take that back. Ah, <laughs> I feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> I like just, to read the last paragraph. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I love it on the whole no regrets. It says, when you come to the end of your life, what is it that will have meant the most to you? to your loved ones, to those who you've never met and know that you have an impact on countless others throughout your lifetime. That, that made me resonate right there. Yeah, and that yeah. the ripple of, 
that the ripple effects of you, your being and your impact is there that you matter and make your life on this earth count. Don't just go through the motions. What will your life have been all about when you come to the end of yours? Ooh, I was listening to this. I cannot think of her name, but it was this nurse. I want to say she was overseas Mm -hmm. and she did a a research study on people on their deathbeds. Did you hear about this? Mm -mm. I cannot think of her name. I think it was in Denmark or Australia. And she interviewed hundreds of people on their deathbed. And what did they feel knowing that hmm. they they were they met their fate? They knew it was coming. And the number one statement they said is that they had a lot of regrets in the life. Oh. And that they wish they would have done you fill in the blank. Yeah. And it could have been something as small as maybe like your brother said, buy a car. Buy a car, yeah. Go on the trip, divorce the person, marry that person. Jump out of a plane. Jump out of a plane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I used to work in uh, in grief and loss and hospice. So I think, you know, that was my first job right out of grad school working in in grief and loss. And I think it helped me to see how important it is to live your life. Mm. And then when I had losses in my my life, it made me think, okay, do you need to do this? Because life is short. You never know. Yeah, it's almost that it it will put a battery pack in me. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yep. Literally. Okay, I want to read this. <laughs> Someone said, because I've been posting while we were talking, I've been posting all of your links. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And wait, that's not it. Oh, here it is. Someone said his link tree is popping. Thank you. Oh, appreciate <laughs> it. Appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, this is some good stuff. Well, I want to respect your time. I knew this was going to be good. You are so easy to talk to. Uh, same I, to you, Ursula. Same to you. I was like, I, I really was thrilled to uh, to do this this podcast with you. Thank you. So, oh, and before we get off, mm-hmm. I didn't know that you knew Tiffany. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Tiffany Ellis. Yeah, yeah. I you know, know Tiffany saw- very well. Wow. Yeah, we were in, you know, we were in uh, DC this past weekend. Really? Yeah, we um she sponsored Amazon. She she organized a huge conference for HBCU students, over 200 students. Amazing. I was one of the speakers on the mental health panel. And I'm when I tell you this was the best conference I've ever been to as really? a student, as a as an adult, as a speaker. I mean, just the layout, the the content. She brought in Wale on Friday night. He performed, nice. and then Thursday, I think she brought in Jacquees, the king of R and B. No, <laughs> but you know what? I'm not surprised because Tiffany is so creative. I mean, this was hands down. The students loved it. the The volunteers loved it. The speakers loved it. It was just very, very rich. She's amazing. Yeah, she that's is. my dog. She is great. She, is, she is. Yeah, I've known her for a while when she was here in Atlanta. Yeah, I think she's still there. And I'm going to have to hit you up when I come to Atlanta. Please do. I'll send you my contact yeah. information for sure. 
definitely. Yeah. I introduce you to a lot of people. I appreciate it. Mental I can't health wait. and wellness. I cannot wait. Are there any parting words? Uh, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I have to have you on my podcast too. Uh, oh, so I would love to. It would be an honor. It would, yeah, you know, anything uh, with mental health and wellness, I'm there. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, for listeners, thank you all. I really appreciate, you know, you have me on. You can follow me on Instagram. That's my Instagram, J Phillips MSW. You can check out my podcast, Peace and Prosperity Podcast, where we talk about all things related to self-love and self-confidence. And yeah, just thank you for having me. Thank you as well for being here. All right, everyone, you know, if anything made your soul vibrate, feel free. If you want to support the channel, you can buy me a coffee. The link is in the thread right now just to support the efforts of this podcast. Oh, and one last thing, Jason, guess what? What's up? You are a black man that has his shift together. (laughs) I appreciate you. I appreciate you. (laughs) Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next week. Make sure if you're listening on the audio podcast as well as the YouTube, make sure and join the private Facebook group so that we can continue the conversation and get to know each other on a a deeper level, peel back some layers. That way, Mm -hmm. it just won't have to be contained here, but let's talk about it. I learned a lot. And I'm sure you all did too. Again, Jason, thank you so much and have a good evening. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting close to God, huh? Crunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure, you got to love a black girl getting a shift together, black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, man, these black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, dog. joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you and I love you all.